Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, as we continue the Splinter Cell journey, I'm going to actually make a bit of a U-turn and talk a little bit about Splinter Cell Stealth Action Redefined. No, I'm not going to go through the entire game like I did with Splitter Cell Chaos Theory and Double Agent. The problem is, is that my memory with the entire story of Stealth Action Redefined is just definitely not on the level of Chaos Theory and Double Agent. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, what I am saying is that I do not remember the storyline plot of the first Splinter Cell as much as I do for Chaos Theory and Double Agent. And unfortunately, regrettably enough, the same thing goes for Conviction, but I do remember exactly how Conviction went. And as much as I want to do one on Conviction, I mean, that one's going to be extremely... I mean, these are are tough to do on my own, but Conviction is going to be just... Oh, I would be off the hook doing that one all by myself. But again, you know, it's never say never. I'm going to do my best. You know, I'm always doubting myself. But then somehow, I always find a way to get through because I didn't think I would do a good job with these Splinter Cell episodes. And the numbers, ladies and gentlemen, have just been rocking. Rage Quit is close to hitting the 200,000 all-time download a milestone. And for that, ladies and gentlemen, I am very, very grateful considering that this show has been around for a while. It recently just hit 60 episodes total episodes are not coming out on a consistent basis and i keep saying i'm gonna try harder and harder but things just keep happening i saw a a lot of unwanted drama lately folks but you know again i'm tired of making the excuses so i want to come back and make as many episodes as i can today i'm gonna try to aim for several so i can get them all published out on the same day so i can give you guys plenty of fresh content to look forward to so basically as far as as splitter cell south action redefined goes i want to talk about missions basically i feel like i can do a better job talking about certain missions from games and talk about the entire story that's how i feel with stealth stealth action redefined now some people will get confused because some people ask me i thought the first splitter cell was just called tom clancy's splitter cell i mean yes it is technically just plain and plain old tom clancy's splinter cell but the game of the cover right under splinter cell it has the words stealth action redefined and it's highlighted in green so I always felt that that was part of the title, but the title itself is just simply Tom Clancy's, excuse me, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. So of course, as we know, it's it's the first game of the series. It's the stealth video game series of the Splinter Cell, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. The game came out in two thousand two, developed by Ubisoft Montreal, and was published by Ubisoft overall. Of course, um, this is basically what it all starts. It's the activities of the NSA Black Ops, you know, division known as Third Echelon. Sam Fisher basically starts out his career with Third Echelon. And again, this is where the whole thing starts. And, and my God, it already, it it already basically, uh, I mean, the, the game kicked off. Then Pandora came out in 2004. I mean, man, these, these are just so cool. And basically, according to my notes, yep, a remake of Splinter Cell is currently in development of U- by Ubisoft Montreal. So according to this, I think it confirms that they're making a remake of the first Splinter Cell game. And by God, as I've explained, if all goes well that I pray, I am praying, please, please, please make a remake of Pandora tomorrow. And then the same thing with Chaos Theory, Double Agent, Conviction... 
If they could actually make Splinter Cell Essentials, which was only on the PlayStation Portable, if they could make a remake out of that and put it on the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 or the Xbox One, or if there's even a new Xbox, which I don't even fucking know, which is embarrassing, make it happen. Because as a, as a Splinter Cell fanatic, the fact that Splinter Cell Essentials is only on the PlayStation Portable, I still ask myself why the hell that happened. I've tried to find out. I haven't, I haven't actually researched it because it's too frustrating to think about. But man, but as far as I know, like I said, Splinter Cell Essentials is all basically about the back, uh, basically a little bit of the backstory of Sam Fisher. So, anyway, so I want to talk about the police, the police station mission from from the first Splinter Cell game. And I'm not going to say stealth action redefined too much. I might say that, but I might cause confusion. So I, if that happens, I do apologize. So the police station is technically, even though it's the second mission, I still kind of consider it the first mission of the story. Because if I remember correctly, the first mission of the game was that training mission, which was basically at the CIA training farm, which is in Virginia. So that's actually considered the first mission, but in my case, I consider the police station to be the actually the first uh, mission of the story. But because training is actually part of the whole uh, deal... Uh, I suppose that it, it it's customary that the the whole thing makes sense, but but again, in my honest opinion, the police station is actually the first mission, and right now my computer is actually lagging, so I just hope that my notes have not disappeared because if that happens, that ladies and gentlemen is gonna be a fucking problem. But anyway, all right. <clears throat> So the first mission, the police station, it takes place in a certain part of Europe. I don't know if it's, it's Europe or if it's Asia because in, in the particular country. And I don't want to rub people the wrong way uh, with that kind of, uh, kind of uh, basically that kind of a uh, little uh, lack of knowledge. Again, you know, my computer. Okay, this, this is getting ridiculous. This uh, thingy. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, the first mission, the police station. Again, I apologize. You know, this is you know, this this just had to happen, of course. Uh, so basically, you start out the mission. You're in in a in a in a section of uh, Tbilisi, Georgia, and I hope I and, I and I seriously hope I said that correctly. So, and the way the how you start the mission, how it starts, and and kind of like everything like that. It's it's honestly, you, you immediately kind of start asking yourself, you know, what, what's going on, all this, all that. But as far as, far as I'm concerned, um, if I remember correctly, you, you basically start out, you, you head to a warehouse. But it's the objectives right now, honestly, that's really thinking, you know, making you think, you know, about particularly what happened, sort of, so to speak. So, anyway... I mean, I just can't believe the fucking thing just had to go out on me like this. It's completely ridiculous. But, basically, I'm really losing my train of thought because this is just frustrating. Because, you know, my I've, already, I've already been having, you know, computer problems. But, um, so, as you're told in the briefing, I think Sam Fisher starts out because he, he's, investi he's investigating the disappearance of two particular, of two CIA agents. Okay, but as you learn in the in the story, there's actually been a recent particular situation in the country of Georgia. Now, keep in mind, this is like 
in a fictional alternate universe, in a video game universe, so... That's just basically how it goes. Okay, so it popped... Okay, so I, I think I got the page back, uh, hopefully. I, I, had to, I actually had to open a different uh, particular searching platform, because this one, because the one that I had originally is still fucked up. God damn it. Okay, alright, so here we go. Now I got my information back. Thank God. Alright. So I remember in the briefing, so you're, you're basically told by Lambert about an agent by the name of Allison Madison who went undercover to work in the Georgian political arena for two years, okay? But as we, as we, rem as we basically recall in the plot, now the, the game I believe starts out in August of 2004, and as we know, Sam Fisher is a former U.S. Navy SEAL. He joins the NSA, but most, imp most importantly, it's a, a division within the NSA, which is known as Third Echelon. And then basically, in the first mission, again, he's sent to Georgia to investigate what basically is two is two CIA officers. One of them, of course, is Alice Madison, as we just said. And she's been basically in, in, in the political office of a fictional Georgian president by the name of Cobain Nicolades. And as we know, as we learned in the game, he seized power and was what was said to be a bloodless coup d'etat because his predecessor was assassinated. And I'm pretty sure in the game, I mean, I don't, like I said, my memory with the whole storyline plot of stealth action redefined is vague. So I asked myself, did we learn that Nicolas was, re was responsible for the death of his predecessor? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was truly the case. Because usually in these particular plots, that's, there's usually something shady and it usually ends up being like that. So, ba so, okay, so like I said, you're basically, you're investigating the disappearance of two SCI agents, at a Allison Madsen and another one by the name of Robert Blostein. Or Blostein, I mean, I, I'm, again, I apologize, I'm kind of butchering that. And, and again, you're in a part of T Tbilisi, Georgia, in, in a particular section known as the Old Town. And as we said, Agent Madison has been working in the political arena for two years, and all of a sudden, I think she disappeared. And then when Agent uh, Blostein was sent to find her, somehow he disappeared. So, I think she disappeared on, on, uh, at a certain time. You know, according to the notes in the game, she disappears on on the on the third of October, and then a few days later, they sent out the other agent to find her. And then, then four days after that, he disappears. So, and nothing basically makes sense out of the, out of the thing. So, so of course. You learned that, and you, I, and I suppose I think you, if I remember correctly, you learned that in the briefing. Yep, in the briefing, because they actually have the, because you know, you look at these, they have the briefing right here. So, yeah, you're told, you know, how she worked in the political arena for two years. She had a role in the in the president's uh, cabinet. Okay, so, yeah, so of course, you know, and imagine she was an undercover agent, you know, getting in, into the president's inner circle, and she so she can find out exactly about some business about this coup d'état. And I'm pretty sure. They wanted to know if he was responsible for the death of his predecessor because, you know, of course, of the assassination. So then you learn, okay, she vanished, and then four days later, another agent is sent to find her, but then he vanished as well. So as you start the mission, all right, there's not, not only that, but there's also some supposed legal activities that's been happening, that's been undertaken by the current president, which is, again, his name is Cobain Nicolades. And... <clears throat> And I'll never forget, like, you know, again, when you start the mission, you get into a warehouse, but there, you're, you're, there's, you have a contact that you're supposed to meet, okay? But, you know, what's actually really, really funny, and again, I kind of apologize, I'm going back and forth, and I kind of, like, messed up a little bit, because, you know, I kind of had a bit of a, 
malfunction, but I mean, I'm uh, reviving it, and, uh, and I'm pretty sure I don't have to, uh, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure everybody understands, which I greatly appreciate. One of the biggest, the most memorable quotes of this game is, and I quote, Fisher, the sun's down, time to go to work, unquote. So I'm pretty sure that was the first word of the mission, so I always thought that, that was pretty funny. But anyway... So the first objective of the, of the of the mission was to make a con was was to make contact with your infor with a CIA informant by the name of Thomas Gurgenitz, and he's in a warehouse not far from where you actually start out the game. So basically, and you, you basically started the mission in, in a civilian apartment complex courtyard. You're kind of climbing up ladders, pipes, whatever, to get on the roof, and then when you get to the roof, you see the warehouse where you're supposed to meet the guy. Well, first thing I noticed is that the warehouse is on fire. And if you actually look down, remember, you, you get on a zip line, you're on the roof of the apartment complex, you get on a zip line, you slide over to the other side where the warehouse is. And if you look down at the right moment, you see three mercenaries running out of the warehouse and they get off, they get in a van and the van drives off. So there's all, this was obviously a deliberate attack. All right. And I remember, you know, Anna Grimm's daughter, who's a big part of the series, I believe she's the. Um, it's hard to... Okay, she's the technical expert. There you go. Because I, I had to write it down. I was like, well, what was it again? Because I kind of, I was kind of memorizing it myself. But So the technical uh, expert, Anna Grimm's daughter, she has the schematics at the warehouse to help Sam guide through. But... Because, of course, you know, when you get in the warehouse, you, you enter the room where he already is. But since the warehouse is on fire, part of that room collapses. The burning room collapses. So you have to find another way around. So Anna actually helps you do that. So when you finally get to Gurgenids, he's still alive, but he's obviously dying. He's basically laying, you know, there's a pile of debris that's, you know, burying his legs, and he's basically clinging to life, but, you know, and Fisher, you know, say, I'm pretty sure Fisher says, you know, talk, you know, I'll get you out of here, but he tells him not to bother. Because, you know, apparently because he was a CIA informant and, you know, he was passing out information about what Nikolaus was was doing, all the illegal activities. I'm pretty sure that he was in the warehouse and those mercenaries were there to deliberately kill him. Like, they set fire to the warehouse. So I'd imagine they shot him. They probably shot him and then set the place on fire. I don't know. But what we learn all about Gurgenids, he basically informs you about a black box... Something like that. And again, I don't remember too much because I didn't have time to actually watch the entire series from none other than Mr. Sinistrain 01, the unique stealth gamer himself, which, by the way, I strongly suggest you, you uh, subscribe to his channel if you haven't already. That would be Sinistrain 01. And if you haven't subscribed, you have no idea what the hell you're missing, folks. Believe me when I tell you that. Okay, so you learn from the contact, Gurgenids, that, you know, he tells you, you know, don't bother trying to extract him. But he tells him about he about something about a, a quote black box, and Gurgenitz. But right before he dies, he tells Fisher head over to Blonstein's safe house. And Blonstein again is that mis is that agent that went missing before another ma ma agent. Well, never mind. No, Blonstein was the agent actually who was sent to investigate the missing other missing agent. So, and I guess Gurgenitz tells him that the black box is hidden in Blonstein's safe house. Okay. And I think he was about to tell Sam what Madison had uncovered, but unfortunately, before he could, Gurgenitz, you know, succ succumbed to his injuries and he died. So, that's what, you know, that usually happens, you know, the informant is about to divulge the information, but then, of course, you know, he just, fortunately, you know, ch checks out. That's the kind of proper way to say it, but, so then after that, the next objective is to, you know, escape the burning warehouse, which was actually pretty difficult, but it was actually pretty fun, and...
you're kind of making your way through the streets, and there's actually a part where, it, it, well, I think that that was actually after you kind of, uh, well, yeah, w w after you get through the apartment. So you get to the apartment, but then Sam Fisher learns that mercenaries, the same mercenaries that set the the warehouse on fire and that had um, Gurganitz uh, murdered, they're actually now searching the apartment of Blonstein's apartment. So, like, so basically, that kind of tells you that yeah, Nikolods set these mercenaries, and of course, you learn that later in the game, but. But what's interesting is when you get to the apartment and one of the men, one of them is actually on the phone, and then you overhear you overhear the phone call, okay. And and I did actually watch actually, and I, and I did lie to you. I did actually watch the walkthrough of, of the of this mission before I did this. But then you overhear a phone call, and then it, it mentions the name. I forgot the name. I believe it's well, I don't know, but but I think the name that you found out for. He's basically responsible for leading these mercenaries. He's like, yeah, but but he's also in cahoots with with Nicolods in, in this whole plot. So anyway, you know, because you know, as soon as I'm done with this one, you know, because I want to do an episode on the uh, on the on the ministry, but you know, I, I gotta watch, I gotta watch, you know, like like that one. So, but so I don't know if I'll have it up today. We'll, we'll see, but. Once you get to the you get you get through the safe house, you know you basically. I mean I don't know like for me I always knocked out the mercenaries I try to evade them but I always thought it would be better to knock them out because you know that's that's kind of what Splinter Cell is, and then basically you're kind of like going through the 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 whole apartment and then you get to a bedroom and then there's a painting, and then there's a computer hidden behind it, and I believe that basically. Is the dead box? So I, I'm. Pretty, I guess you kind of learned that the mercenaries were in, were in that apartment to basically find this supposed mysterious black box. So anyway, uh, so that's where just you know the the mission just really gets interesting by the minute. And I noticed at first I did have a hard time, you know, going through stuff. So I, w I would literally go through the wall and then wait for wait for that thing that says open door, open whatever to pop up. And then like that. So it probably took me a good 10, 15 minutes to, fi to, to find this hidden thingy. So anyway. So you finally, you get it. And then, of course, in, in the Splinter Cell games, you know, especially the first one in Pandora Tomorrow... You basically learn about. You basically notice that we go through these computers. You get these data sti these data sticks, which is on the op side, on, on Sam's op side. You know, numerous times, Colonel Lamb Lambert you know, would say details on your op side. So, yeah, the op side was basically like a hard, I think a hard drive with all the information that you uncover. So, and I think part of that stick it actually reveals it. It, it reveals that Blonstein is dead too. But it also reveals his last active is the last active position where he was at before he was killed, and it turns out that it's a police station just like like that's close by. So, and basically, and now you're kind of going through town. There's a part where you see like two police officers harassing a drunk civilian, like that. So, so then basically, yeah, it's, it's kind of you know, of course, like that. You know, it's that that part of the world, so it's no surprise. But you're kind of making your way through the town, and you got to make sure that nobody sees you because in this mission, you know, if the alarm goes off, that it's that's an it's an immediate game over. It's an immediate mission fail, which is no surprise. But 
I think that black box again was that hidden computer right behind that painting. So at least because because it, it, it divulged useful information. Because again, it revealed that Blonstein was dead, and it basically had his last known location when he was last alive. So. So so basically, again, you know, now you're basically on your way, like, you know, get to the police station. Again, you, you, you hear, like, local police chatter, and then you kind of, like, see just how bad they are, honestly. Because, again, you know, you see them harassing civilians and like that. So, you know, I think one of them, the, that drunk civilian, they threaten to beat him up unless he pays them. So that's clear extortion. But then eventually you get to the police station, but I think you go through the back, okay? And I think, honestly, there's some speculation at one point that the two bodies of those agents are actually in there, okay? So again, that would actually prove that the local police in the in the city, again, this is all in a video game, this is, this is, not, this is not real. Like, the police are not only corrupt, but they're actually also working in cahoots with Nikolaj, who's the president, which is no surprise. And they're also working with the main mercenary leader who sent these mercenaries to murder uh, to murder your contact, which, again, I can't believe I already forgot his, I already forgot the name. Um, Thomas uh, Gurgenitz, and also, you know, who murdered, you know, who's probably also responsible for murdering those two other agents. All right. <clears throat> So you get to the police station, but you get to the rear gate, and I remember I remember you climb a wall, and then the back door is locked, you have to pick the lock, like that. And then basically, I think you're told that you're supposed to find the, the, the bodies of the two agents. Because one of the objectives, and this is from my notes, is that one of the objectives was to locate Agent Blostein, excuse me, Blostein, in the police precinct. And then one of the other objectives too is you know is, is to access the the surveillance the security surveillance system you know to gather some more evidence to see what, what what was going on. So anyway, and I remember you know when you go through the back door like you go in you you go in this tiny little cell block and I did, and I always put I would always put on the the night vision and I put on the thermal vision. You can actually see these. <laughs> these people locked up in a cell. I'd imagine they're asleep because the you know the game takes place in the evening time, but it's really not that late. So maybe 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 that, or maybe they just think that Sam. If they see you, I mean, nothing nothing happens. I mean, as long as the as long as an officer or slash guard doesn't see you, then you're fine. But I I never recalled if anybody in the anybody in the cell is conscious or unconscious. But either way, it doesn't really matter. So. Uh, so you basically not, not yeah again you go through the holding cells and then eventually you get to the morgue and that's where Sam finds the bodies of both Agent Blostein it's used to be Blostein I, deep, I deeply apologize and Agent Madison that were both killed but I think basically the details further divulge something quite disturbing they weren't technically killed I would say they were murdered now some people would say it's the same thing okay yeah they were killed but they were it was but it was through murder all right so and basic and honestly one of the one of the interesting things you learn again and I paid attention to, the, to this part you know is that the subdermals which is something that these agents always have they've been removed so so third echelon is basically at the point where they have to to track them down, you know, in order in, in order to find the information that the, the two agents had had uh, 
gotten, which prompted, you know, which prompted, you know, them to be murdered. So, so that, that's why the one of the final the final objective before you uh, extract is you got to get to um, the surveillance room and basically kind of find out some footage. You know, this is an attempt to find out who's responsible for this. So they identified the license plate. So, so that's where things really, really, really get interesting. All right. So now you find the so you get the license plate like that. Okay. But then you find the license plate of the person, and then basically you find out the name in the next mission, which I'll talk about. But again, I gotta do a quick wa a quick watch of it, which I'll do immediately. And hopefully get it done by tonight because I gotta get some content going for this. But you you basically get the license plate, and then eventually you learn the name. Because I remember you learned the name of it in the in the briefing. Well, at least when when the first thing Lambert tells you, like when you start the mission, he says the name. And then I remember Sam asks, "How do I find him?" So I think I think now the memories are starting to come back to me. You know, I knew I had to kind of like dig through to, in in order to uh, you know, like that. So anyway. So you get the light. So you get the license plate of, of the guy, okay. And then basically, Anna Grimm's daughter can analyze that information to find out who the license plate number is linked. So with all that intelligence secure, Sam, the mission's basically over. And then all you gotta do is just literally walk out of the police station, and then and, and then the extraction van just pops up, and, the, and that's it. So, so I always found out that the uh, that mi this mission was actually a whole lot of fun, and the fact that it, it's. Some people say it's extremely easy. You know, it's actually challenging, but it's not as tough as the other missions. But I figured, you know, for a mission that starts out to be easy, this mission is actually quite challenging. But it's easy, but still extremely challenging. So, and and I was pretty grateful. So, like that, because, you know, the smart stuff, you know, it, it teaches you all the, the unique art of stealth and everything like that. So, you know, and looking at the gallery of these pictures, I mean, okay, there's actually a picture yeah, of a, of an inmate actually looking at Sam, but he doesn't appear to, you know, like that. And I'm looking at the pictures right here, you know, of course, you know, watching it like that, you, you see the two, you see the bodies of the two agents, you know, and like like that, you know, recently I think gone through an autopsy like that. It's just disturbing, but, but man, oh boy, you know, getting all that surveillance, but then I got again the fact that you you catch the license plate of a car. To find the person linked with, with these kills of these two agents and, of course, of the contact. I mean, things get extremely, extremely interesting just right off the bat. And that is what I'm extremely grateful for. So the police station mission in Splinter Cell Stealth Action Redefined is just absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, as, as far as, you know, go from that, you know, again, you know, going through the footage and... To find the man responsible, you know, you go through a license plate. I mean, this is just so cool. How all this information you need just to find the guy. It's when you have the right technology and the right sources. You know, you're the national security, the NSA. It's well, I guess anything could happen, right? <laughs> national security agency. They've got all the tools to find the man that they are looking for. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for this episode. This was a basically a discussion of the police station mission in Splinter Cell South Action Redefined. Again, I apologize for some of the miscues at the beginning because I kind of went into a stress mode because you know my computer started to mess up and all my notes that I have here were just entering blank, and then I finally got them back up and running again. So, thank God. Um, and you know, honestly, the fact that I 
<laughs> that I kind of lied and told you I, I didn't have time to watch this the the walkthrough before doing this episode. I, I think honestly, I, I felt like I felt a little bit ashamed. Honestly, I was a little bit ashamed because you know I'm a I'm a huge Splinter Cell guy, but I can't remember it. But I can't remember exactly the story and the missions, and I had to do it like that. But of course, you know everybody says, well, it's normal. And the truth is, I haven't played Splinter Cell in a long time, and I look forward to playing the remaster. So. Yeah, I get So I, I think I, I was a little bit too hard on myself. So there's no shame in admitting. I mean, I'm sure a lot of gamers have said there's no shame in admitting that you watch walkthroughs before doing episodes. And several passionate gamers have actually given me the, that advice. And I have no doubt in my mind that Mr. Sinistrain01 himself would tell would, would would advise me to watch his walkthroughs before doing these episodes. So, so I guess really at this point, I I kind of I kind of basically felt ashamed for no reason. I mean, yeah. I, again, I was I was too embarrassed to admit that I. I didn't want to admit that I had watched it, but then I finally did. Because you know what? Obviously, it's pretty obvious because I'm. I feel like I'm doing a good job because everybody else tells me I do a good job. So, anyway, so that does it, ladies and gentlemen. Rage Quit is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see y'all next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.